Good evening, Mervor Abayisai. Continuing here in Berach Hamishi of Shara Bechina. Huminatema, we were talking about the greatness of Ur and Choshech. What we benefit from light, which is quite obvious, as he said. But even darkness, which we would think, what do we need that for? Just let it be light always. We need darkness for the time to rest. We need darkness not to keep going incessantly. We need darkness to help the digestive process. We need darkness for the animals to be able to go away. All different reasons that he explains what darkness is benefit. And something also puzzling and amazing is that the view of the sky, the appearance of the sky very interesting. We probably never heard about this, never knew about this before. But actually that the, the, particularly the color and the appearance of the sky is mechazik, it strengthens the eyesight. Shehu noitel ashokhar. It's not exactly black, certainly not, but it's like a bluish, uh, like, like a lightish blue, if you will, or a deep blue in, in a sense. And that's what the Chavis of Abbas tells us. That actually the light itself reflecting and refracting off the heavens and the appearance and the color of the sky is Mechazik strengthens the eyesight of a person. If it be totally white without that deep blue of the way we see it, it actually would harm the the uh, creatures in the world. So it's really, it's it's endless. The amount that a person could go into every single aspect of creation. And one of the added abundant goodness that Hashem does for a person is some meiroi al sharachayim amazikim. That ostensibly the way it should work is that other creatures, namely the animals, should be naturally afraid of people. Like it says, Your fear, your sense of control over them, will be that the animals will be, have a, a trepidation. Animals will stay away from people. On all of the birds. Wherever they traverse and travel the world. And all of the fish at sea. They're given over in your hands. And here it would be, says the Chavos that we see that a living person automatically instills a sense of fear and distance by, for, the, for the animal. And one reason is that you, should have, you have a baby who's not able to protect itself. But if you have a, a cat, a cat could sometimes could be as large or even larger than a little baby. And in order that they should stay away, automatically there's a sense of Fear that animals have from people. Once a person is dead, he is not safe at all from animals. Saying the Chazal give us 
You can have a one-day-old baby, but he's alive. You don't have to protect him from the mice. You can have the mighty giant of Oig, but he's dead. Now he has to be protected, otherwise mice are going to be crawling all over him. Shenemar, this pasuk, that your fear and your trepidation, ye al kol Now, one reason we don't see this so apparent is because when a person doesn't behave with his great human capacity, then the human side of him doesn't look to the animal as a total human. But the animal sees more like something similar to it, namely another animal. And therefore that trepidation, that fear, is somewhat dampened, somewhat weakened. So this is the way it should work. And indeed, uh, an Isha Tzadik, a perfect person, a Tzadik of a person, the, the animals are going to be afraid of him. They're going to run the other way. But when a person himself does Averis, essentially what he's doing is, is that he's using his animal side to overpower his human side. His goof over his neshama. And therefore that makes it that the animals are not afraid. But this is the way it should work. Says the Chavis Avavis remarkably. What we have to really understand from all of the creatures in the world, from the ones up above to the ones below, from the smallest ones, the tiny little mosquito, to the largest, the buffalo. There's one thing that runs through every living creature, every living being, and not only in terms of animals, but really in the entire world, everything that grows, everything that's alive. There's one thing that goes through everything. Which is really something that's hidden. In other words, it's not something that you could touch. It's not something you could point to. But Ashaboy say the Rakul. With it, everything runs with it. Everything is controlled by it. It has to have, it has to happen, it has to be in order for things to move and exist. Vashlamasi to come to its perfection. And it's not something that can be uh, attained. It's not something that can be felt with simple physical senses. What is it? What is he talking about? That this is something that's key to be able to have everything exist, everything grow, and be alive. Without it, nothing can exist. Everything is dead. And yet it's something that you can't, is not tangible. It's not something you can put your finger on. It's not something you can touch with any of your senses. What is this? Says the Chavis of Ovas, V'hi ha-tenua it is movement. Tenua means movement. It is movement, or what we would call energy. There's constant movement, constant energy happening in all of creation. And we can't even see it. A lot of it we can't even see. We know that we stand on the earth, everything seems so still and stationary, and really there's movement going on. And we don't sense it, we don't feel it. There's movement all the time happening. If a person has no movement, Nebuch, he, he becomes paralyzed. That's because that 
those avarim, those limbs, no longer had this movement, this energy going through him. So this is everything in the world has this movement. It's not detectable by the eye oftentimes, but everything has this tnu advega lechoma which is attached but the physical senses cannot really appreciate it, understand it, or, or touch it. But the intellect could figure it out. And indeed, there has to be constant movement. Through our intellect, we can understand, indeed, this is true. Like we had by the marshal of the, the water. The water made a hole in the rock. You don't see the water making a hole in the rock, but knowing it, understanding how it works, understanding through the intellect, you then come to actually know it so well as if you saw it. So too with movement. That we know it has to be, and we know it happens, so we can get a sense of it. Without any movement, without this energy, Nothing would get to its completion. Nothing would move about to where it has to go in anything that is in existence. The Omar Echelman philosopher. One of the philosophers says, That most of the natural world works with movement. When we understand the idea, the secret of movement, and we have a, a deep understanding of its truth, its essence, and its spiritual component. It's really from the wonders of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and His great wisdom that that's the way He set into, into the Bri, into the creation of how it continues to exist. Now we know, like Reb Chaim Velozhin's marshal that he gives in Nefesh HaChaim, the world only exists only because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is constantly at every moment of time, constantly giving it existence. This marshal he gives is like a person who blows up a balloon and does it not the end. If he would stop blowing into it, the thing would deflate, the balloon would deflate. Therefore, HaKadosh Baruch if he would stop for a nanosecond from blowing in into the creation, into the world, the whole entire world would deflate and disintegrate. So Kodesh Baruch Hu is that, like that marshal, constantly giving energy to the world. And through this energy, there's movement constantly in everything that exists, and that is what allows it to exist and to grow and to come to its fruition. Let's come to appreciate the great compassion of Hashem on His creatures. Then it will be clear to you, all of your movement, meaning every person's movement, every time he moves his mouth, every time he lifts a finger, every time he walks, every time he lifts his eyebrows, every movement that he has. Again, be clear to you, when we understand that the only thing that enables any existence of a person and the entire world is only this constant movement, this energy flowing through. So that when that's clear to you, you'll see all of your movement, the kshorois is really tied, is dependent in the will 
of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the exalted one. In other words, because if Hashem says this person will not be able to move, he won't be able to lift his finger, he'll be too weak, he won't have any feeling in his arm. Nebuch, like we see people who have a stroke, they could lose part of this, the movement in part of their body. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, send the, the Rish Yeshiva, Shmuel Benita Edler, Fu Shalema. But a stroke victim, we know, they become partially immobile. That, that means they're missing. HaKadosh Baruch doesn't allow them to have that movement and energy in that part of their body. So we have to understand that all of our movement, which allows existence, is dependent on the will of Hashem and His constantly providing it. And His will. The tiniest movement that we have, the movement that's not even detectable by us, and certainly the big apparent movement that we do. The movement which is revealed to us and seen by us, and the movement that is hidden. Oh, and here he's saying something very fundamental. And as Hashem basically is giving constant tenua, constant energy to every person to be able to exist. Except for one area, which Hashem says, this is in your power. And as this, I allow you to choose to want to move in a good way or in a bad way. You could choose Hatoi Vahara. You could choose to put your hand in your pocket and take out a dollar and give it to Tzedakah. You could choose to walk and do a chesed for somebody. And you can choose to move your head and look at something you shouldn't. You, you can, you can choose to open your mouth and speak something that's forbidden. Hashem says, I'm not going to make you do that. That's in your power. And here we come with something that we're going to have to uh, continue along in the next time to develop this a little bit more. Here we come to something amazing. And that is that really every movement that a person makes, even when it's going against what Hashem wants us to do, while we're doing it Aveira, who's giving us the power to do that? Who's providing us with this constant movement and energy? It's Hashem Himself. It, it like it's the like the Tamer Devera explains. <coughs> Could you imagine how tolerant Hashem is? Can you imagine Hashem says, "I provide them with movement, and they're using the movement to go against what I'm saying to do. They're using movement of their mouth to say things they're not allowed to. They use movement of the feet to go places they're not allowed to." We're going to explain this more next time. But when we understand this and appreciate that every movement that that Hashem allows us to do is He's giving us existence, we see how tied we are to Hashem. That would envelop us with a certain shame from Hashem that we we don't exist without Him constantly giving us this energy. We will come to fear Him. Give ourselves over to Him and what he does with us, who would say, we would therefore be pleased, whatever he decrees for us, and we'll say, whatever Hashem wants from us, because Hashem is providing us with everything, and that he says, we'll hold it here, Mitzvah Shem, pick up next time with this thought, and explain it further. Agutanacht, Agun Shabbos.